Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to the Ministry Moments Podcast. Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to Ministry Moments. And every Friday, 3 o'clock Central Time, Lord willing, we're going to meet with you. And uh, you can go to uh, solvechurchproblems.com and subscribe there. Ministry Moments is one of about five or six things you'll find on that website. Uh, you'll find sermons from back in 1980, for the first time that I came to Texas, and you'll find those. Now, my voice is voice a little higher, but it's still the same truths, and you got uh, so many things that are available on solvechurchproblems.com. Now, Ministry Moments YouTube is where you can go and subscribe so that you get this every week, uh, Ministry Moments YouTube. And uh, so I think it'll be a blessing and a help to you and encouragement. I hope it will be. Today, we want to talk about pointers for church growth. If we have learned anything from this last election is that the answer is not in the White House, but in God's house. And it's time that we got back to growing churches again, and it can be done. You, I'm not saying focus on results now, but I am saying focus on responsibility. That will get God's attention and will cause the results. Uh, Dr. Rice, uh, in the early days, pushed for churches to baptize 200 people. I remember when he, when he challenged the churches around America, 200. And he listed those at the end of the year. What a blessing. And Brother Hiles baptized 530. Uh, I have that sword uh, uh, paper, and he baptized 530-some. And from there, grew to baptizing 10,000, 15,000 a year and a tremendous soul-winning church, First Baptist Church of Hammond was. Now, one guy said, well, I don't, I don't believe half those people meant it. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll take 7,000 in a year any day. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge. Now, we've gotten away from that. Now, we need to get back for the challenge again. Let's take the challenge. Let's make up our minds that we're going to get something done for God and have a, a, a church growth that would replicate what happened in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. It can be done. Longview Baptist Temple proved it can be done. Now, it's not done through mowing lawns and service groups and that type of thing. That's a cop-out. It's going to be done through the pastor winning souls, the staff winning souls, and leading that church to win souls. I'm not opposed to helping widows and widowers. We did it and glad to do it. But that's not the main thing. The main thing is soul winning, personal soul winning, everybody winning souls. Uh, there's the commission, which is for the church, the pastor to organize the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel back up now to every creature. So we reach the world by reaching every creature around us. Then we are commanded to do it on a daily basis. We're to win souls on a daily basis. So those two things working for us, we can get this job done. If your people feel the uh, importance of every day, every time they come into contact with somebody, take advantage of it to give them the gospel. That's the commandment part. Now, the, uh, the, the, when you think about the com commitment part, the commandment part, the commission part, they're two separate things, but both will work together. We had a mailbox outside of the office. You know, people with, that led people to Christ, they would uh, fill it out and they would drop it uh, in, in the uh, mailbox. And then, the secretary would type it all up and we'd get that list by Saturday morning. We would get that list and we would uh, give it, delegate it to all the Sunday school teachers, all the bus cap, all the bus divisions, 
and uh, so people can follow up on. All right, pointers for church growth. Here we go. Got to get back to it again. You got to get bit by this thing. I remember when Brother Howe said, if you shoot for 200, write 200 in front of your Bible and beg God for it, beg God for it, and, or 300 or 400 or 500 or 1,000. Beg God for it, beg God for it, and then go out and do your part. All right, number one, baptize converts every week. Stir those waters. You tell me your baptismal numbers, and I'll tell you whether you've got a soaring church or not. And I'll tell you how, whether you're going to have a growing Sunday school or not. It's the baptismal numbers that tell off. All right? So, number one, baptize converts uh, every week. Number two, build an adult base. Build an adult base. If I were a fifth grade uh, boys teacher, I would go sow it. I'd look for fifth grade boys. That's what I look for because I want to build that Sunday school class. And then uh, and Jesus had 12. Well, then we can't do any more than 12 or 20. And if it gets beyond that, then split the class. But it all came from soul winning. And so number three, uh, start adult Sunday school classes and keep the enrollment small. Start adult Sunday school classes and keep the enrollment small. If it gets up to 15, hey, out of sight, out of mind. If you're not careful, what's going to happen is they're, they're out of sight and they'll be out of mind. The more you've got to deal with on a roll, the people are going to fall through the cracks. But if you've got 10, 11, 12, 15, you know when somebody's missing. And you can be right there to help them. They're going to hit. They're going to be depressed. They're going to be despondent. They're going to be a lot of things going to happen, sickness and whatever is, is going to, is going to ha happen. And uh, so anyway, uh, baptize converts every week. Number two, start an adult base, build an adult base. Number three, start adult Sunday school classes and keep them small. All right? Uh, next, number four, build a strong church-wide soul winning night. Build a strong church-wide soul winning night. Have one night, it's a blowout. It is the thing. That's where the in crowd is. That's where the inner circle is. Build it up. Ours was Thursday night. And uh, we had clubs for the children, nurseries available and so on. But boy, I pushed that through. We have 12 section lower floor, 10 section of balcony. I would go section by section at the end of the service on Wednesday night, Bible study, and say, okay, who's got to go with me? And I would tell them, I'll be here. I'm not going to be out of town preaching. I'll be here. I'll lead you in it. I'll lead you in it. I'm going to lead by example. And I'd go section by section to motivate them, get them to commit themselves to come and to help me to win our city to Christ. So build a strong church-wide soul winning night. It doesn't have to be Thursday night. Uh, I think it should be, but no, it doesn't have to be. You can pick your own time to do it, but you're going to have to quit. It's not a matter of, of, of mowing lawns and providing service groups. That's an answer to the great commission. It's not, uh, we've got to get the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ to every creature. All right. Number six, weekly teachers and workers meeting. This is pivotal. This is absolutely necessary. So, number one, baptize converts every week. I'm talking about a church growth again. Number two, build an adult base. Number three, start adult Sunday school classes with small and keep them small, the enrollment small, so that we know who's missing. Number four, we're plugging the back door by doing that. Number four, build a strong church-wide soul winning night. Ought to have one strong, I mean, the parking lot's full and the people are there and it's exciting to get the, the gospel out. Number six, uh, weekly teachers and workers meeting. So uh, number five, I skipped number five. We'll go back to it. Okay. When you build, build for Sunday school space first. Don't miss this. Build for Sunday school space first. And then expand the auditorium after. But build Sunday school space first. All right. 
Then number six, weekly teachers and workers meetings on Wednesday night to get the people there and start at, uh, at uh, 6.45 to 7, 7.15 and 7.30, go into auditorium to teach. But have that meeting every Wednesday. That way they're there on Wednesday night. That way uh, you are able to guide them with the fall program, spring program, big day, whatever it might be. Seven, annually have teachers and leaders sign a workers requirement sheet. Every year, hand out a teacher's and workers' requirement sheet and have them sign it. Now, things change, and people change, and you need to remind them, but buddy, you better watch it, because they'll drift off into a backslidden state, and you, there you've lost a leader. You've lost a, a worker. Uh, if somebody comes and says, I can't sign this, well, it's just telling you something. You don't know what's going on in a 12-month period. A lot can happen to people. They could get backslid. They could get cold on God and so on. It's better to find out now than it for getting worse. Uh, so, number, and I'm, some of you may not like that, but accountability is essential to growth. Let me say it again. Accountability is essential for growth. Essential. So, number one, baptize converts every week. Number two, build an adult base. Number, number three, start adult Sunday school classes and keep the enrollment small. Number four, build a strong church-wide soul winning night. Big blowout. Big thing. Big deal. Number five, build buildings. When you go to build buildings, build it for Sunday school space first and then build for auditorium, expand the auditorium. Got that? So Sunday school, then auditorium. Sunday school, then auditorium. You got it? That may be four, five, six years of Sunday school space being uh, uh, built and so on, and then go back to auditorium. Maybe. But I'm just saying, you better take care of that Sunday school space first. Next, weekly teachers and leaders meeting. Next, and you'll have the teachers and leaders sign a requirement sheet every year so that they it's clear it's there they signed it and you can help them now if they have if they stumble help them don't kick them off the the uh, out as a leader we'll kick them out help them i remember we had a fella in the choir who was smoking cigarettes and somebody came to the brother duckett and said so-and-so was seen downtown smoking cigarettes and brother duckett said what do i do i said I, let me take care of this one so I had him come in. I sat down and I said, is, is this true or not true? If it's not true, tell me. He dropped his head and said, it's true. He said, well, I guess I won't be able to work in Sunday school or sing in the choir. I said, no, I didn't say that. I said, let's meet every Friday, six o'clock in the morning. Let's meet every Friday and let me help you. And I did. I did. And he was able to get victory. And that way we didn't lose him, you see. That's the idea of going out and, and making sure you help all the leaders because they're going to stumble. But don't kick them out because they did something against the requirement sheet. But neither do you want to not have a requirement sheet, all right? Number eight, as pastor, put pressure on yourself to produce one baptism a Sunday. I'm talking about church growth now, preacher. You, 29 years, every Sunday, God allowed me to have one of my converts down the aisle and baptized. God allowed that. I thank God for it. But I led by example. And pastor, you've got to get look in the mirror. Preach yourself. If you'll get mad at yourself, you won't get mad at your people. If you'll get upset with yourself, you're not going to get upset with them. Take it out on yourself. Challenge yourself. Um, David encouraged himself. Uh, that's what made the difference in, in his life. And you're the David. Now you encourage yourself and get back at it again. Well, welcome to Ministry Moments. I hope this has been a blessing and help to you today. We're talking about pointers for church growth. Let's quickly go over it again. Number one, baptize converts every week. Number two, build an adult base. Number three, start adult Sunday school classes and keep the enrollment small. 
and once they get past 15 or so, divide it and start another one. All right, build a strong church-wide soul winning. You've got to have one big church-wide move for soul winning. So everybody knows this is the number one thing. That's where you're going to get your Sunday school teachers from. That's where you're going to get your leaders from. That's where you're going to get your deacons from. That's where you're going to get the people that you need to plug into holes that, that take place in a ministry. Number five, build buildings for Sunday school space first. Sunday school space first, then for preaching. Six, weekly teachers and leaders meeting. You've got to have that every Wednesday. You've got to have that meeting. Next, annually have teachers and leaders sign a worker's requirement sheet. This helps them and it helps you. Number eight, as pastor, put the pressure on yourself to baptize each week. Now, these are pointers for church growth. Please, please, please. America is in trouble tonight. We are in serious trouble. And if we get our eyes on the White House instead of God's house, we're going to be even more trouble. Uh, so please, if we can survive eight years of Obama, we can, uh, we can survive four years with Biden. Uh, so I'm just saying to you, please get your eyes focused on the right thing. That church you're a member of, that position you have in there, and you give it everything you've got to make sure that that church grows. You do your part. And when you do, it'll make a difference in America and in our nation. Go into all the world and back up now and preach the gospel to every creature. It's one at a time. And everybody's going to have to go get one. It's going to make a difference. Well, God bless you. Ministry moments. Soul winning tomorrow. You make sure you're in your place. Make sure you get the gospel out and get people saved. God bless you. Have a great weekend.